And we are live with another episode of Lead Off Talk with myself, Caitlin, and joined, as always, by Gabe. Gabe, how's it going, everybody? It's going really good. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so this episode is basically your episode. <laughs> it's about time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you're going to kind of drive the conversation. Um, yeah, like these are all questions that you thought of, and I'm excited. All right. Well, first, I think before we even start the questions, I think if we got to talk about what happened last night with the Angels, I mean, maybe the most insane baseball game of all time for a team. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Reed, Reed Demers with a no hitter, Anthony Rendon hit home runs left handed. <laughs> I mean, geez, everything. Yeah, it was um, it was something uh, in a game mm-hmm. where Corey Kluber started for the for the Rays. And you're yeah. pitching pretty good to, to start off. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was generally surprised. I mean, that Reed Demers guy, he's gonna be, I mean, he's our what, 22 throwing no hitters out here. And I'm gonna keep saying it. We talked about it, like the Angels are winning because of pitching. Yep. Like, trust me, they're hitting is still amazing, you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, like who the game before Otani had a grand slam and two home runs, yeah. had a home run. I mean, Taylor Ward is maybe one of the most surprising hitters of this year. Yeah. 100%. Uh, Rendon's looking like old Rendon again, slowly but surely. That, that, yeah. That's gonna be really that's a good. fun team. Yeah, it yep. is. Brandon, it is a really... Brandon Marsh. Yeah. Brandon Marsh. Two. Yep. Marsh. Yeah. Honestly, okay. though, while we're yeah. at it, um, can we just talk about the crazy game about oh that happened Monday with with your boy Josh Naylor? Yeah. Oh yes. You go ahead and talk about it first because I'm gonna tell everybody what happened to me that night. <laughs> so you go first. <laughs> So talk about it. Obviously, games eight to two in the ninth, and you know, I I turned I turned it off like watching the game on Bally Sports, but you know, I was still like I had like the game cast going on, on my phone, and I go, oh look, you know, Jimenez hit a home run, lefty lefty, that's pretty cool. Um, then Rosario, it's like in play, and then it's just like a single, but with an error, and he's on third base. And I'm like, what? what is going on <laughs> and then Austin Hedges gets on base with an error you're like okay I mean at this point it's eight to four right so it's like eh, I mean there's no outs <laughs> right you know I, I think it was Miles Straw got struck out or something and then Quan did Quan get out I yeah. think he did Quan no Fielder's choice Fielder's choice yeah so Quan um Quan's on first two outs Jose gets on base they bring in Liam Hendricks or let's say Tony La Russa brings in Liam Hendricks <laughs> what a great at bat by Owen Miller I mean dude I think it was 0-2 then he worked it to 2-2 um just sitting fastball boom single and then we're was smart enough to like hey let's not send the runner with two outs <laughs> yep. and then first pitch 99 up and in and Naylor just smacks it. The maniac. That was, oh. I mean, it was insane. It was absolutely insane when he hit that. I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, he did it. Because by then, I, I turned on the radio. And right. It was, just, it was just insane. I was like, oh, my God. I can't fucking believe he fucking did it. And then, you know, the bottom of the inning, Sandlin comes in. And... Uh, you know, Sandlin comes in, basically walks the bases loaded, and then gets out of it after with a crazy play by Jose Ramirez, um, and and a great stretch by Josh Naylor, 
they end up scoring the run in the top of the 10th. And then um, with uh, Jimenez double, bottom of the 10th, Class A blows the save. And with a dumb play, he should have just you know, thrown it to first, but he threw it home trying to get the runner, which it, it wasn't going to happen because I believe it was Adam angled it at, uh, at second base or at third base, and you're not going to get him. He's one of the fastest players in the league. But they get out of that inning with bases loaded, and I believe it was one out. And then that top of the inning, uh, top of the 11th, with two down, Josh Naylor, three-run home run. And then after that, it was just icing on the cake with Trevor Steffen, who's been one of the best relievers in baseball, uh, coming in with the uh, with the save. So just just an incredible game, in my opinion. Um, and then on Gabe, I'll, I'll let you kind of talk about what you thought happened or what you were doing during that game. Okay. Sorry, dude. My phone just stopped. Yeah, it's all good. It yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So what, what do you, what do you want to talk about again? Sorry. Do it one more time. Just, um, the, uh, just the game. I, I basically okay. went down like, you know, kind of the short recap of it, but okay. you know, your thoughts or all your, right. how to go. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. For everybody listening, I was sick. Uh, Monday, Sunday night into Monday, Monday night, I was super sick. I was watching the game. I told those guys, I think we were playing PlayStation and watching the game. I was like, I just took NyQuil. I fell asleep, I'm going to say, in like the sixth inning. As many of you know, I'm a huge Josh Naylor fan. <laughs> I wake up. <laughs> I wake up to Kay and our buddy Derek just posting everything in the chat. And this is, this is literally – what the what Kay says, Gabe died in his sleep, probably. Derek, <laughs> oh no. Seven hours later, me. Oh my fucking God. Josh <laughs> Naylor is the goat. Derek, good morning. <laughs> I mean, I rewatched that and like you said, I mean, there's so many things that happen in it that's like bizarre. First off, Jim has lefty lefty homer. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. He's been hot, but like you don't see that from him. Oh Miller, that at bat. But I think the biggest thing in that whole inning, well, two of the biggest things. Owen Miller's obviously his at bat, but Austin Hedges, like, what are you doing, Juan Makata, that you think that you need to hurry up a play at third base with Austin Hedges running? Yeah. Like, that blows my mind that he did that. And then also, Stephen Kwan beating out a double play. And that's something that people don't, like, I think people take for granted. Like, that that right there, him just hustling down the line, keeps that ending alive. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like the our team's pretty good at just hustling out balls, and I appreciate that. And then, I mean, Josh Naylor is just the GOAT, man. The dude's been on – I mean, even yesterday with us losing, he had another home run. Yep. Dude's yeah. just been on fire. And I'm, I'm happy that – I think that you talked about, like, he's finally getting a full season. He's finally – I mean, he's played a little bit of right field, but he's been mainly at first, mm-hmm. a little bit of dh And look what he can do. He's only 20, what, 24, 25? Yep. Four, I, mean, I mean, the dude can ball. first-round pick. Yeah, school. number six overall. Yeah, and he's a guy that's really never had an opportunity to play every day. You know, yeah. the, the Padres called him up super early but didn't give him consistent playing time. And mm-hmm. I think you're finally seeing it now. And especially, yeah. I mean, how can you not root for this guy? And honestly, I mean, he is front runner for comeback player of the year after what happened. So, I mean, oh. he's, I think he's he's a, he's hitting his highest batting average for runners in scoring position. I think he's in like <laughs> like 400. It's insane. Yeah, and he's – and I mean, he's played pretty good defense. I won't say it's great. It's it's probably average to good. Um, 
but he's all he's getting better there. Yep. And he's just like I, we've always said about this. Even when Naylor was, I wouldn't say struggling, just trying to find his like stroke and everything. Mm-hmm. We and you have always said like he'll play, give you one hundred ten percent of a game. Oh yeah. You know that from Naylor. Yep. And like you've seen him, just the way he celebrated. <laughs> I mean, that's who he is. Yeah. I mean, and I'm, like, I was I've never been more pumped up at a dude just. Literally, and it's funny like watching Tom that Hamilton video and look at everybody else's reactions. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, this dude's crazy. Like Tom Hamilton said, <laughs> like a bull in a china shop. Because like that's literally yeah. what he was. <laughs> and yeah. I'm sure you and- I mean, I'm sure you've seen the fans video version. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you've seen Andre Knott's version, the sideline reporter yep. for the for the Guardians. Like I mean, it was insane. And it was awesome. Yeah. I want it, all the yeah. smoke. Feed me all the I'll eat all the <laughs> smoke. <laughs> I, and I think every team needs one of those guys. Oh, yeah. You can't have too many of them, obviously, but you need at least one. And we have ours in Naylor. Yep. And yep. I, I mean, and it's also weird to know that he's like a veteran on this team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At 20, what, 25? He's a, I mean, you got to think Jose. Yep. You got the whole pitching staff. But other than, the, than that, you got what, Franell, Naylor? Yeah. Maybe and both those guys. I mean, they're still, yeah. all still very young players. So, yeah. This guy's a little I think the youngest, and... the oldest guy on the team is Rosario, who actually, I mean, except for Rich. Yeah. Who uh, hit, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Of the guys who actually play every day, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's it's crazy to think about. Also, I just real quick, I just want those in here. Um, Rosario is playing left field, and I know everybody's gonna be like, Well, he made an error, he did, but if they are consistent with this, give him two weeks out there, in my opinion, two to three weeks every day. He's gonna get he's gonna be bad, but he's gonna learn from it. You hope, you know what I mean? Yeah, if he doesn't, if he ends up being awful in two weeks, you're done with it, but if he starts, you start seeing the him playing better and better, the more reps he gets, the better. Yep, 100%. You can't do this whole thing. You put him in left, like you said. You put him left the first game of the season and then gave him 30 games off and put him back there. It, you can't do that. That made no sense to me. And, the, and, yeah. then, and then, then of they all the places in Chicago. in Chicago, what the fuck are we doing? That makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> that makes yeah. no it, sense. It, no sense. And, like, I want to be like, credit, but the same, at the same time, like, that Sheets, he, Sheets made an error. Yeah. For the White Sox, he's been out for plenty this year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it happens. And like I said, the more reps, the more comfortable he's going to get, the better he's going to get, in my opinion. But you got to stick with it. You can't do this whole, I'm going to give him this game, have him DH or go to shore or second. Like, you can't yeah. do it. Just let him stay out there. Because I think, like me and you talked about, our best lineup is Jim Nez at short, Miller at second, Naylor at first. Yeah, and I think for it's for the best with Josh Naylor and his health. Because exactly. you, don't, you yes. don't want him playing right field all the time. No. I mean, no, you've seen you it in the potential to. lineup today. Obviously, they, they're not playing because of COVID because, you know, I guess the coaching staff has COVID. But they were going to have Naylor, DH, and Fran Mill in right field, which, again, what, I, what have I been saying? Just put in Fran Mill in right field one to two games yeah. a week. Just one mm-hmm. or two games And honestly, he's not that bad. He's just slow. Yeah. He, he takes good routes on balls, honestly. And he has a pretty good arm. And he's, he's not a good slow. arm. Yeah, for right field. Yeah. So, yeah. We're not asking. He's just slow, but also it's nice having Shaw. One time a week. To him. <laughs> one time yeah. a week. That's that's it. That's yeah. it. I, yeah. So. And like you said, and late in games, you can put Mercado in there. Exactly. Mercado. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else baseball related you want to talk I think about? So. Before we get into I don't questions? think so. I think that's good. Okay. All right, guys. So here, because it's my episode, trying to run it, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to ask K questions. It's going to be like fill in the blank, Cleveland Guardians, and then. Baseball editions. I'm going to ask you five questions about the Guardians slash Cleveland in general. Okay. And then I'm going to ask you five questions about MLB in general. Okay. And you got to answer these two. I want. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay, so I answer no, you, uh, yeah. This is. Yeah. This is a whole discussion. 
Okay, sounds good. Okay, All so right. I'll ask you first. All right. Let me get my notes pulled up. Okay, you ready? Yep, let's go. Okay, we'll start with the Cleveland ones. So first one, right. Blank is your favorite Cleveland player of all time. Oh, that's tough. That's really tough. Um, Honestly, I think I have to go Jose Ramirez. And okay, honestly, like it changed with him signing. Okay. And like the story behind it, like him just taking so much less money. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, that embodies Cleveland right there. I mean, it just, yeah. How, how he can't be your favorite player going forward, knowing yeah. he's going to be with us for his entire career, basically. I mean, what more do you want? Yeah. Because, like, as a little I kid, agree. I love Jim Tomey. And then when he left, I love Jody Garrett. And then I love Grady Sizemore. And I love Michael Brantley. You know, then I love Tyler Naquin and Bobby Bradley. But, like, now it, it, it's got to be Jose. Right. No, I agree. Um, so, for me, I would go – so, okay, I'm going to answer like this. Jose right now is my favorite player right yep, now yep. because of what happened. Growing up, when I was, like, watching the Indians when I was little, Jim told me. Yeah. But I will be honest, my favorite player of all time for the Indians is Grady Sizemore. And for my reason is when I was growing up, I got shifted to outfield. Being left-handed, they finally were like, you got to play center. Mm-hmm. And then I watched Grady do it, and I was like, he made it look cool. Because when you're a kid, nobody wants to play outfield. No, because they never hit it out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then when I went to, like, started playing travel teams and stuff, I watched Grady do it, him diving out there, batting leadoff, and that's literally what I did, being left-handed. I was like, he made it look cool. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, like, I'll say this the day I die, if he doesn't get hurt, he may have a Hall of Fame career. I think you're right. And it sucks that he got hurt doing, like, helping the team. like just Yeah, basically playing every putting day. Putting his body on I the mean, line. No days off ever, and then yeah. – I mean, for four or five, like, I think it was like a four-year stretch. I mean, he played, I think there was a three-year stretch. He only missed one game. And then there was like a four yeah. or five-year stretch where he missed like maybe seven or eight games total. Yeah, I mean, there was a, there was a time that you could say the two best outfitters in baseball were in the Central, like Grady and Granderson. Yeah, yeah. And my, I mean, you could argue, obviously, but like, yeah, for me, that's Grady and always be Grady. But Jose's, Jose's getting there. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Okay, you ready for the second one? All right, let's go. Okay, so not your not the bet not your favorite anymore, but blank is the greatest player in franchise history. Oh, that's that's another tough one. Um, I mean, I think you could either go like I think Bob Feller is like the, obviously the safest choice. Bob Feller, Jim Tomey are probably the best players. Okay, but I think Jose's like. Creeping up there too. He's getting, dude, he is. He really is. I mean, are you saying the best player to ever actually play on the team, like during their tenure, like on a team, or like Cleveland? Just, just during their Cleveland tenure. Who, yeah, who's the guy that pops you head first when you think of like the when you think of the best player of all time? I mean, it could be like you could say. I mean, I'm not saying that you could say Manny. Well, was I was gonna say like I think he's the best player ever to play. In okay, I respect but, that. But I, think, I guess you can interpret this multiple ways. Yeah, I, but I think, you know, like Bob Feller, obviously the game was a little bit different, but, I mean, he still went up against – I mean, the guy started when he was, like, 17 years old. That's yeah, insane. that is true. Missed four years when he was in the – was when he, I think he was in the Navy um, during World War II and then comes yeah. back and still is, like, the, one of the greatest pitchers of all time. So yeah, yeah. it's kind of hard to beat that, even though, like, obviously the errors are different. Right. You know what I mean? But then right. you have 
like who's the most important player well you could i think larry Doby's probably the most important player right um yeah. jim to- i mean like jim Tomey. like those guys are equally important because if they don't have this resurgence like maybe there's not baseball in cleveland yeah so no, yeah I, I mean, true. there's a lot of different factors, but I think the best player during their tenure, Bob Feller or Jim Tomey, but I think the best okay. player ever to grace the uniform, I think it's probably Manny, in my opinion. Manny? Yeah, okay. just like, the, like that. their entire career. Yeah, I agree. So for me, it'd be, if I don't say Bob Feller, my grandpa would beat the shit out of me. Yeah. So <laughs> it's Bob Feller. Also for second, I'd probably say Larry Doby. Yeah. I don't, that's not, that's one of those guys that I don't think gets enough credit for what he did for baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, which is sad because everybody's like, oh, Jackie Robinson. And of course, like, of course. No, yeah, Jackie deserves to... his flowers. Oh, one, one million but so percent. so does Doby. But and so I think does people Larry need to Doby. realize that. And all, yeah. I mean, it was. Honestly, was everyone on, does. Yeah, but he was on track to, to, to make the, you know, to sign with Cleveland, you know, along with Jackie signing with the Dodgers. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they, it was both at the same time. And just because one happened a couple months before and you forget about the other guy who ended up being a Hall of Fame player in his own right. Right. I mean, the fact that like the number 14 isn't retired as an American League number, I think is at, at the very Sickening. least is really sick. It's honestly disgusting. So, yeah, it should be. And you're right. hundred percent. So I'd probably go Feller and Feller and uh, Dolby. But like you said, if you're going on like overall best player ever, I mean, Tommy, Manny. Yeah. Honestly, and there's a lot of really good players like, in there. Like Sam McDowell, I mean, insane yeah. career. Um, I mean, Frank Robinson, even though it was a couple of years, but being being the first uh, black manager in baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a there's a lot of historical firsts with his franchises, and and uh, you know, it's it's kind of cool that you know, looking at the history of this team, uh, they're really a, a trailblazer of, of good, which again. <sighs> as much as I don't like the name change, like if they're going to change it, like, I guess, I guess it's not that bad, you know, cause it's like, all right, right. They have a track record of being, you know, really good and trying to be, you know, forward thinking. Yeah. I guess you could say, so I don't oh, know. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Okay. Oh, I agree with that. Okay. So your next one, you ready? Okay. Blank doesn't get enough credit for what he did for Cleveland. So you could, this could be a coach, player, executive, whatever you want. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think you can make the argument that like Antonetti, like doesn't get the credit. And I think the front office in general doesn't get the credit that they deserve. People just hate that Dolan's, but it's, that's just like the ownership. I mean, the way that they've, developed pitching and you know worked within their own limitations is you got to think it's 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 crazy it's very impressive um i'm trying to think though trying to think of a player that didn't get enough credit i don't know who do you think who who do you got so i was gonna say front office too and then i had a player front office wise i think we've talked about this we've handled stuff down like antonetti is amazing if you give him money it'd be a I think, like we talk about, the league would be scared. Yeah, 100%. but we talk about that enough. I think player, and I'm just thinking about like what I want. I, I already said a little bit. Like I think Larry Doby doesn't get enough credit for what he did, mm-hmm. but I think Cleveland gives him credit. So I will say that I think Cleveland they do a nice job of giving him the credit oh, yeah. he deserves. But I think oh, the yeah. league needs to. But the guy that pops in my head, and it's probably not who you think, 
and it's going to throw you for a loop, but Josh Tomlin, for <laughs> a good part of his career when he was here, did everything he wanted him to do. He wasn't the best pitcher. He wasn't even that good sometimes, but he gave you five innings. Mm-hmm. He, did a, he did what you needed him to do in that rotation when you needed him the most. He gave up the home runs, but I don't think he has enough credit for what he did. And especially, I think, on the playoff run, he did yeah, pretty he, decent, he really, too. he did really, really yeah. good in the playoff run. And I don't think he gets enough credit because I think people just associate Josh Tom with that just fifth guy who gave you some innings. But, like, he really helped out that team in a tough stretch for a while. So I'll say Tomlin. That's a, that's a good one. That's a, that's a really good one. I'm, now I'm, I'm really. Joking. If you don't have an answer, it's okay. Front office is good too. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think like, because there were a lot of like unsung heroes. Heroes, I guess you could say. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe like a Charlie Nagy, almost. Okay. I mean, that I, like guy, that. I mean, pitched for us for like 13 seasons from I think it was yeah. 90 to, to 2002. Um, you know, really was that ace of that staff. Really didn't get enough credit because he didn't really strike out a lot of guys. But I mean, in reality, I mean, he was like a a Greg Maddox light during that time. And yeah. you know, I just I think around the league, people kind of forget like the, the pitching was halfway decent during that during that time period. Obviously, yeah. you know they. They could have had a lot of other play, uh, top star pitchers, um, but they didn't want to trade like guys like Jared Wright and stuff. But like throughout his entire career, like a Charlie Nagy, I think maybe doesn't get enough credit. And I and nah, you know, somebody, I think going forward in history, like a like a more recent guy, like the Josh Tomlin era, but someone like Carlos Santana, I don't think really oh. got his flowers yeah. when he was playing. I feel like people yeah. always like well, we expect him to hit 270. It's like, this is, he's going to hit 240. He's going to give you around 30 home runs, but he's going to lead the league in walks. And every year. And I felt like, I felt like they kind of misused him a little bit. I, I felt like he should have been your leadoff hitter. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, the fact that I put him at four so much, I think people, I think the fans thought that he should be hitting home runs. And that's just who, but like every bat, and that's just not who he is. So take his walks and like you said, and yeah, he should have been a leadoff hitter to be honest with you, especially I, in today's day and age when you don't steal. Yeah, yep. And then you think about it too. You know, for, from going to catcher, which he wasn't a, actually a third baseman, right? He came up as a third baseman, converts to catcher, and then after a couple of years, becomes a first baseman, and then by the end of his tenure, becomes a Gold Glove caliber first baseman. I think mm-hmm. is a pretty is a very successful story on you know Carlos Santana's tenure in Cleveland, and to get him for Casey Blake from the Dodgers, I mean that's, that's <laughs> still one of the most lopsided trades. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, so you ready for your last one? This one's a little. All right, let's go. Little uh, tougher. Blank is the most overrated player in club history. The most overrated player. Oh my goodness. Hmm. I don't know. I have mine. I can tell you mine. Right, you need go, some time to think. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. Go, go with so, this. okay. So, before I say it's just, I know a lot of news came out of him lately, and I get all that, but I'm just saying him purely as a baseball player, Trevor Bauer. When he was here, he did a lot of things 
that were good, but he was awful a lot too. And I think people forget that. I mean, think about uh, think you about might the be playoffs. right. You might be I mean, right. Think about the playoffs. Yeah, he cost us almost a game. Yeah, with his bloody finger, just being yep. stupid. I understand that he can do whatever he wants when he gets home, but like sometimes you gotta be a little smarter than that. I mean, and then he's always he does all this weird shit, and it's whatever. Like I didn't care at the time. But then if you're doing that weird shit, you got you gotta go out there and be a Scion every year or like put up the stats. And honestly, he he was average most of his time in Cleveland until that's, maybe the last two years. And man, he was still just above average. He wasn't great. That's a very good answer. Yeah. I mean, he just he changed baseball with the way he thinks. I'll give him that. The way like but honestly, in my opinion, and this like I said, this isn't about anything that's happened now that mm-hmm. just came out and all that kind of stuff. Right. Purely in Cleveland. I thought he was super overrated, in my opinion. Yeah, you might be right. You. That's what I can think of when I think of that. Yeah, I mean, him, I mean, definitely somebody like Clevenger, like the fact that we got yeah. six players and four of them are making impacts right now on the team, right now. And then yeah. Gabriel Arias is the num- number three prospect mm-hmm. in, our, in, our, in our farm system, and Who's it? Castillo is still, I mean, he has a lot of uh, upside as yeah. a pitcher. So it's like, like kind of like all those guys. Yeah. I mean, the thing I'll give, the only thing I say about Clevenger is that he has some off the field stuff too, but he wasn't in the news as much as Bauer was. No, <laughs> so I'll give was, him that. But here's the thing. Like, he was always hurt. Times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was, yeah. Trevor yeah. Bauer might be it because it took him, that trade happened in 2013. So that it took him. 13, 14, 15. So 16, he really started to kind of learn how to pitch. So it took him basically three seasons to learn how to pitch with, like with us without having yeah. to go up and down. Was it 17? He started pitching. It was either 17 or 18. He started pitching well. Then he broke his his ankle or foot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure, something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it was, I think it was 18. Cause then he got roughed up in Houston. And then 19 was his last year, and he didn't really pitch well. Yeah, I, I mean, you might be – I think you're right. I think you're yeah. right. I, I felt good about that one. That is okay. a good one. Yeah. So, okay, so these are just – the next five questions are just baseball questions in general. All right. Okay? The first one, I'm coming strong off the bat. All right. Blank is the greatest player of all time. Very bums. Very bums. Okay, I respect the shit out of it. And honestly, we don't. You can talk as much as you want because I agree. So say what you want to say because I'm just going to agree with you. I, I don't think there really is even. Yeah, I think we've talked about it enough. He's yeah. just the best. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we got that one now. Okay. You ready for the second one? Yep. Blank is the most fun team to watch right now. Maybe not the best, but you just enjoy watching them. They could be the best too. <sighs> hmm. Might be the Guardians, honestly. And that might be the I have them pick? and somebody else. Yeah. The Angels are really fun to watch. With Antony <laughs> okay, and Trout. You said both mine. I All hate right. you. <laughs> like, I think that's, I think, I mean, the Reds are fun to watch because they're just a disaster. <laughs> but like, they that just is. beat, but they just beat the Brewers today. Do you see our friend Jay-Z Mejia gave up five runs in, in, in an inning I mean, in the third? I don't think anybody was happier than that than you. Oh, dude, that was so funny. He was posted this stat line. Three walks. He had three walks, three hits, five runs. Uh, um, like, I'm surprised. Like, a team gave, like, I haven't looked. I need to look at his minor league. Is he just that good in the minors? 
I don't think he's that good. Like, what are, think, what's, what's making teams be like, let's give him a shot? I think it's his stuff. Because he's got great stuff. He just doesn't yeah, he know just, where it's going. And he can't pitch to the Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is so, true. But, yeah, I think, honestly, I think the Guardians. I mean, the fact that they're, they're coming back, they've hit already hit five grand slams. And right. I think they're just, they just don't quit. You know what I mean? And yeah. Obviously, like, the Angels, Mike Trout, Otani. I mean, they're much must-watch every night. But, like. That's that's just them, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say the Guardians just because of how young they are and how much we love them, and then the Angels just because you got what two of the top three players in baseball. Yep. On that team, so yeah, I'll say that too. Okay, next one. Blank in five years will be the best team in baseball, and if you want, and an extra to throw in on that, and who you think the best player will be in five years? Um, the best player I think is gonna be Juan Soto. Copy that. I, think, I agree, just so you know. I think tough. I think best team. I don't know. Part of me wants part of me wants to say the Padres. Okay, like, I like that. They, like they have all the, the young prospects finally coming up. They still have Tatis, they'll still have Machado. You know, they'll probably sign somebody else because they'll have Eric Cosmer's money off of the books, like like all those guys. So I'm going to say the Padres. Padres? All right. I like that. And then you said Soto for player? Yeah. Okay. I think Soto, too. I think we've talked about enough about him. He's just – he could yeah. be the best player of all time when he's done if everything goes right. Yep. Um, and then for team, I got three to watch for. I got okay. three. Um, Seattle. I think the youth movement there. Yep. And the owner – and GM doesn't aren't afraid to make moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Seattle, um, I had the Padres too, just because like you said about like the money's coming off the books. They're not afraid to spend money. Nope. Um, in a couple of years, we're going to look at that Tatis contract and it's going to be nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said them. And then the last team, just keep an eye on, I hate saying it. It's the Tigers. Yeah, I don't think they so. have a lot of young guys. Coming, I don't care. And they're, I don't think and so. they, you don't think I and you don't have and it's fine, but they also have their GM were not afraid to spend money. That's that's and true, I think, but I don't think so. I think any GM that's not afraid to spend and Miguel's come off the books soon. Uh, I just I love their system. Also, I'm just saying I think the Guardians are really good advisors too. Yeah, I think um, I think they'll be yeah. good next year. I think they'll be really they yeah, could be yeah. good this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean the fact they're good this year tells me that all I need to know about the future. But this year I thought was gonna be the rough year. Yeah, I, so. I thought so. I thought they'd be Good, but not – I think they're exceeding expectations right now a yes. little bit. But then again, I mean, you know, they've – like we've talked about, Fran Mill struggling at times. Whole pitching staff. Yeah, the whole – like once all – once everything it's, clicks, I mean, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Okay, so next question. Blank is a moment that gets celebrated that you don't know why. Lindor's grand slam against the Yankees. Okay, just so you know, both of ours are Cleveland ones, but I love that answer. That's I not just mine, but it. I love that. They they lost the okay. series. I I don't I don't get it. I think it's all about the call. To be honest with you, I, I think, think Matt so Fags, yeah, like so call, the call is amazing. But like you said, it's yeah. I love Raji Davis's home run, but I don't. That's mine. Like I get it. Here's the thing: it was Game Seven of the the World Series. Winner lose yeah. like off of Chapman, and it's you know basically Raji Davis. Like who who really knows Raji Davis? Not not many right. players. So I, I get that because they lost, but it's, it's a huge moment in of itself. But the Lindor Grand Slam, 
I don't get it. And I don't, they were down five at that point. So I think the grand slam, they were still, they were still down one. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. If I remember correctly. <laughs> so no, it's right. like, and then you don't even, at that point, I think. yeah. And then you win, you're up 2-0 and then you lose three straight. You haven't yep. won a playoff game since. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like for me, it's Davis. And like you said, it was a big moment and it is a big moment, but I think it just gets talked about way too much. Like people, like I think it's just people live on that in Cleveland media, and it's like we lost the game. And I get it; it's huge. But like every time I see that, all I can think about is that the fact that we lost that. Yeah. And maybe it's just a me thing, and it could be, and I'll, I'll be that guy. But every time I see that, I think we lost, <laughs> and it really bums me out because it's the World Series. <laughs> yep. uh, okay. Last question. You ready? Yep. Blank is your most controversial take. This should be amazing for you. My most the forgers. Oh man. You have the mic. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, I have so many controversial takes. <laughs> you want me to get mine out of the way first? Yeah, you get yours out of the way. Let me yeah, I got two. One may not be that controversial, but I'm just gonna say it. We need to stop comparing guys that played in nineteen forties and under to guys that are playing now. Yeah, guys yeah. playing then aren't, aren't doing shit to guys now. And I and this is no disrespect to Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, none of those guys. They were great in their time. They deserve all the praise in their time. But Babe Ruth isn't hitting shit off any of these pitchers nowadays. Do you think he's seen a curveball or a slider that does what baseballs do? And I'm not trying to talk shit, but I'm tired of old heads thinking that these guys are coming. They're like, oh, they can play in today's game. No, they couldn't. <laughs> they can't. I, and I'm sorry. But Bob Feller, who is maybe one of the greatest pitchers of all time, the, the way they found out how fast he threw is because he raced a motorcycle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't tell me in that photo what speed's going on there. Mm-hmm. And he probably did throw fast, but that was his best pitch. It's a fastball. And today's game, a fastball being your best pitch is not good. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Klaus Like His best pitch is the cutter because it cuts. If, he, if that was a fastball, like, thank God he learned how to throw that slider. Yeah, right. And now look how dominant he is. Like, the guys back then could not do anything these days. And then the other one is baseball needs to stop fucking around with the balls. I'm done with it. I, I want to say that's a controversial take. Yeah, yeah but I, they need to fuck, stop fucking with the balls. Okay, here's my, here's my controversial one. There, we, I don't want to say it's controversial either. I have one. They need I have to mine. figure something out with umpires. Go ahead. I think the whole analytic stuff is starting to ruin the game. I, th- I think I think I I I love all the advanced stats, but I think that because of all the advanced stats, like the amount of shifting, I think has ruined the game. I think teaching guys to increase their launch angle on their swing has. Uh, has kind of killed the game made it become a one true outcome type of a thing uh, which is home run walk or, or strikeout um i think that you could look at somebody's start right and he could pitch really well and i think this is sports in general where you could look look at somebody and oh this it's the it's the bus the the two guys in the bus and the one guy is looking out the window and it's sunny and the other guy is looking out the window on the other side and it's like raining and storming and it's the the guy with looking out the sunshine he's like that boy nice and the other guy <laughs> is just like his analytics like say he sucks or whatever yeah and it's just like i think 
the more numbers, I think it confuses a lot of fans. I think it alienates a lot of fans. Like we understand it, but I think to the casual fan, they have no idea. So I could, I could share the baseball savant of like, dude, please that fucking sucks. Okay. Yeah. And he does right now. But that being said, after that first inning, he pitched pretty well last night or two yeah. nights ago. You know, right. Shane Bieber, like you, I think it's good for some things. The things that you could see, Shane Bieber, Velo's down and maybe, and then his spin rate's down and everything, but he's still pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think overall, I think the more numbers, it complicates things for the average fan. And I think it alienates a lot of people. So yeah, that's my controversial take that analytics are actually ruining the game instead of helping them. Honestly, I like. To, I think there should be a good mix of both. That's my opinion. I think it's starting to take over, like you said. And I think if there's a mix of both, it's good for the game. But it's just analytics the whole time. Like, like you, like one thing, like you said, how launch angles and stuff. I mean, if you look at Cleveland right now, we might be the one of the most like teams like just taking our hits, going yep. the other way, yep. doing everything you're supposed to do to like do good. And it's it's fun to see that because honestly, for a while, I thought Cleveland was kind of one one of the most analytic teams there was. Yeah. And really, you know, it's it shouldn't take rocket science. It shouldn't be rocket science to figure out that hey, like take more pitches, you know, take a walk every once in a while. Right, that's a good thing. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah. Well, um, dude, so I think this yeah, is a good episode. Questions. I think yeah. this is a good episode. So uh, you want to wrap it up and uh, uh, shout your Twitter and whatnot? Yep. Uh, mine is Yanez Gave thirteen Y N E Z G A B E one three and then the podcast which i am going to be posting more on i've been getting bad on it i promise i will yep. be better it is lead off talk at, and it's at l-e-a-g-o-f-f-t-a-l-k let's go great job and you can find me on twitter at caitlin no c-l-e that's caitlin k-a-t-e-l-a-n knows c-l-e and as always friends we will see you in the next episode